Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. Welcome back to the latest Five on the Floor. I am your host, Greg Sylvander. Tonight's floor plan with me, Brady Hawk, is back on Five on the Floor. We are happy to have him. Follow him at BradyHawk305 on Twitter. Uh, so he and I are going to recap uh, just an absolute what Barry Jackson uh, used the adjective deplorable. And I'm going to go ahead and uh, double down on that and say deplorable uh, is is – an understatement loss to a team that they Miami heat are literally vying for playoff positioning with, as we speak on their home floor in embarrassing fashion, they lose to the Brooklyn nets. Uh, the final score was one twenty nine, 100, just absolutely gut wrenching. So we're going to get into that action. Uh, and we're going to talk about it. We're not going to talk about it long because, uh, we are not going to just subject ourselves to misery and sufferings for so long, but we do need to figure out why the hell this happened. And I think Brady is a good person to pick his brain on why schematically. Um, and then we're going to talk about like, how do you rebound from something like this and, and figure something out going forward? Because this just felt like such a gut punch. Um, before we dive into all that though, uh, tell Telling you about a great sponsor of all of our post game shows, the shows directly following heat games. And that is a aggressive insurance, which is a broker agency that's been servicing South Florida for over 15 years. Uh, Lynette and her uh, team offer auto insurance, homeowners, condo, life insurance, retirement programs, free notary service to all clients. They represent the leading insurance carriers in South Florida. So if you have a bad driving record, no problem. No drivers refused free phone quotes to uh, insurancebylynette.com. That's with two N's and two T's in Lynette, by the way, insurancebylynette.com. Check that website out for A, Aggressive Insurance. That is the place to go for all your insurance needs. Also want to tell you about prize picks. Use the code five for all your daily fantasy. Uh, it's super simple. You choose your favorite players in all your favorite sports. Choose the over and unders. Stack the players together. Win up to 10 times your money. Use the code five to get your initial deposit matched up to $100. Again, that code is five on prize picks. And A, Aggressive Insurance, insurancebylynette.com. So I don't know where to start because the Heat, like, you know, they were competitive in the first half and they were, keep me honest, Brady, I think they were winning at halftime. What, by up by four or something? Maybe yeah, up six? Four. Yeah, um, four. four, okay. And then the bottom fell out of this thing, a 39-18 uh, third quarter uh, by Miami, followed up by a 25-13 fourth quarter. So you're just basically having an offense that is just constipated. They can't do anything. Um, you tweeted some interesting stuff that we shared in our playback uh, where we uh, basically watched the game and commentate about it. And someone shared one of your tweets. I'm not going to just read it verbatim because I have you live in the flesh to um, to go over it. Uh, let's talk a little bit about these 
lineups that are not geared toward what is the strength of this group and what has made this group get back to playing heat basketball. And that is, I guess, the defensive stuff. Talk about what's going wrong with some of these lineups and and what's not working uh, defensively. Yeah, I think we should start by saying, I feel like that was probably their one of the best offensive first halves we've seen from the team. And then probably one of the worst offensive second halves we've seen from this team all season, which is just totally represents this season that like they have a big win and then there's like, they're, oh, okay, they're getting a little bit of rhythm. And then there's that loss to Orlando or there's that loss to any bottom team in this league that they've continually have. And then just like I said, in this game, you have a kind of a rolling offense. You're like, okay, they figured things out and then they hit a wall. So uh, before I even talk about the offense, the reason I bring it up is because uh, as much as they were shooting, we were like, okay, they're 86% from three. They're 75% from the field. It's like, oh, wait, it's a, it's only a six-point game? They're only up six? They're only up four? Like, like how is this the case? And it's like, as much as we're all, like, talking about, oh, my God, they, like, Max Struess is absolutely not missing. Tyler Hero is not missing as well. He's hitting these shots, tough buckets. Uh, you have Jimmy just kind of coasting, getting to where he wants, and it's like, the reason they're staying in this game wasn't because the Nets were just absolutely hitting tough shots as well. There was no resistance. Like, and you're just watching them just, like, I said, I used the word on Twitter. Like, I felt like they were getting too cute. Like it, it feels like they get in that kind of offensive mode. That is not them. They get in a good rhythm and it's like the defense is just like, whatever happens on that end happens. Cause we're just going to go down the other end of the floor. We're going to get right back into a rhythm and score. And yeah. it's like, that is not this team. And then that's where I come back to. And you brought up the, the tweet about the lineups. And it's like this team, as much as I, I know we're in game 75 and we're talking about identity, but I'm going to come back to it again. And it's like this team identity is always going to be defense. No matter what we see, like <laughs> lineups wise and everything, they need to lean on defense because this team is not built for shootouts. They're not built for pretty basketball. It's like Spo says all the time about in the mud and stuff. This team is built for in the mud. Like that, that's what they are built for. And the lineups that they're throwing out there are not representing, you know, leaning into the defense, leaning into in the mud stuff. And it's weird because as much as I sit here and talk about it's funny, like I'll even skip ahead and say that they're, they, they're getting outworked and, and, you know, not playing defense on a night on UD night. Like, how are you getting out hustled yeah. on UD night? Like, right. come on. Bad message there for sure. But it wasn't even hustle because I'm thinking about it. Cause as much as I talk about lineups, like what is happening in these lineups, you have Kevin Love and Tyler hero who are basically any pick and roll they're put into it is hedge and recover. We've been talking about that for a while. Now you, you use hedge it, recover and try to, the back line, as much as you talk about Bam and, and certain nights, you're like, okay, he didn't do this good enough. He didn't do this good enough. He is holding an entire defense, anchoring it, trying to keep everything in front of him on the, these actions. So it, he's put in a tough spot in the first place. But you're seeing a team that when there's a team that comes in and moves the ball really well against hedging and recovering, it can get broken so quickly because it's it's two swings away from getting a wide open three. And that's what we kept seeing. It was like hedge and recover, there's two on the ball. It's a quick read, getting it to the second guy, and then all of a sudden it's a skip to the opposite corner or the short corner, and it's a three. It's a three, and you see them keep hitting it. There just wasn't enough resistance, and that's why I say it's like you just can't have that. Like you just cannot have like the be handicapped defensively on a team that should be that should be their strength. They should be leaning into those lineups, and it's like uh, it's just a weird dynamic. And I, I just don't think the trade off right now. And I'm not putting it all on Kevin Love. Like that is not where I'm heading with this completely. But he's not giving you – like Tyler Hero gives you enough offensively to say, okay, we're willing to hedge and recover constantly and have like things go well defensively. Kevin mm-hmm. Love's not giving you enough offensively to say we're just going to hedge and recover for the first six, eight minutes of each 
first and third quarter. Like that is not, that's just where they are right now. So uh, I think they need to figure that out now, even though there's seven games left. It's so true. And you know what, like to your point, um, our own Alex Toledo asked Eric Spolster directly about like the fact that now you rolling out a lineup where you have two guys that you're having to do that for. And Spolster didn't, I, I don't think like the fact that he articulated directly the fact that there's two guys that has that, that has to happen for because of the implications of that. But then he went into a long diatribe of Kevin love being involved in good defenses and him having good, you know, he thinks about things, blah, 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 blah. You know, the, the company stuff. And I, 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 respect Spolstra for, you know, propping up the vet in that moment. But Alex was on to something and you're talking about it now. And like you got two guys and Tyler is able to offset some of what you're having to go through to keep him on the floor with his offensive stuff. If Kevin loves not doing that by either the rebounding, because that was something Spolstra hinted at back at Alex, as Alex felt like Spolstra hates me again. Um, uh, but, you know, when that's not happening either, what are they doing there? They need to lean into the defense. And we're going to talk about, I guess, after the break here, what they can do going forward. There's seven games left. So, like, there's also a part of this where we want to be solution-oriented, but we also, like, want to understand that, like, with seven games left, if we're, st- if we're still searching for solutions, uh, likely the game is not going to end well. Um you know, so so definitely that is the case. Uh, going to end by saying that um, this game was an absolute disaster. So as you know, when a disaster strikes in your home or business, you need a specialized, fast and reliable service. Water Cleanup of Florida understands the impact and stress of any unexpected disaster and what it may cause. If you have a leak in your house and you don't know where it's coming from, you need to reach out to Michael and his team, Water Cleanup of Florida. With over 60 years of combined experience, Michael, Robert, and their team are prepared to handle any size disaster. They're third-generation contractors in South Florida. They maintain a sterling reputation throughout that area. They're licensed uh pro- provide a to z one-stop shopping call michael anytime on his personal cell 954-579-0356 again that's water cleanup of florida 954-579-0356 if you got the schmutz they got the guts this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. what's the first thing you do if you had an extra hour in your day go for a run take a nap maybe check the stats of the latest miami heat game i've got a better idea A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. I've benefited from therapy. I went through some life changes, major life events, had some difficulties, wasn't a believer in therapy, but it helped me and it can help you also. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Miami Heat today to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Miami Heat. Um, 
So what's the lineup? Because Kevin Love appears to have been promised a starting spot because he gets it no matter what. And I think that's probably why he chose to come here rather than look elsewhere. So Brady, with that in mind, do you just shrink his minutes and try to just lean into the defensive guys? Is it Haywood Highsmith? Is it Caleb? Is it they can't avoid it? And just get through these seven games and, and whatever comes after that. Um, and just kind of grin and bear it. Cause I kind of get the sense that that's where we're at. We're grinning and bearing it now. Now is the time you got to start scrapping because now we talk about playoff, Jimmy, you're in playoff mode. So there's seven games left. You're scrapping to get out of this play in. You need to get into playoff rotations and playoff lineups. And when I think of playoff lineups, it's not just like, okay, you just need to replace Kevin love with this guy. It's like to, you mentioned it. It's like shrinking minutes. Like that's what you're going to see. Because when I think about playoff minutes, these are not going to be Kevin Love's playoff minutes, in my opinion. You're going to see an uptick for Jimmy. You're going to see an uptick for Bam. You're going to see certain guys that are having good nights. Like, let's say Caleb Martin has having that energy night that he continues to have. But it feels like night over night. Like, you're going to see that guy have an uptick in minutes and Kevin Love play instead of the first eight minutes of each quarter play, then maybe the first five. Like, it's going to be, I think, that simple. Like, it, maybe he gives you an offensive punch to start a game. And it's like, but the question becomes, Greg, can can you serve like I don't want to make it sound like it's this bad, but can you survive those five minutes where like in a playoff <laughs> series where there's like counter punches being thrown at each other? It could be it's a like, twelve to one run. You're right. It could, it, it could happen. Like that is what you're putting yourself into, and you're taking that risk. So it's like you have to kind of pick and choose. But it's like I don't think it's it's as like I know I keep talking about leaning defense constantly, but it's like I don't think it's Haywood Hydesmith just like pulling up that guy in for this guy because I think you're right you need to just play your best players at this point. Like you are at that point in the season. And I was just, and I know we're going to look forward in a second, but I was just like looking over it just now while you were talking, I'm looking at the net schedule coming up and it's just, it more so shows the importance of this game. And I know they know, knew the importance of this game because look at, let's be honest. They had great energy to start this game. I thought they really like they, they were scoring. So of course that means energy is going to come, but I thought they knew the importance of this game, the way they came out. But I'm looking at, at the net schedule, and I see Orlando twice. I see Houston. I see Detroit. And I'm sitting here thinking, he needed this game because <laughs> this is a team that is as depth. They're young. They're probably going to win most of those games that they need to win. Uh, that you need to take care of a game that you got up for uh, against the team to kind of bury them a little bit, and they just didn't do that. So, it's like so I true. said, it, it's the, this is the theme of the season. So, I, I mean, as much as we're sitting here sounding surprised, why are we surprised? You're right. See, I got suckered into this, and that Knicks game left a lot of us energized. It left the building energized. It left certain people internally within the organization uh, energized. It left me energized. It left Ethan energized. He actually even texted me after that game. We said we both felt like there there was something different there. Like maybe they felt like they tapped into something a little different. Um, but then you know a game like tonight where um the bottom falls out because it's it's different. You're right, Brady. Like it's different if they came out from jump and just got outclassed and you're like, okay, well then they probably all were out partying last night. So they just didn't bring it. And it's like that. And that would be unforgivable, but you, it's worse. It it feels worse when the first half they were engaged and it looked like they had stuff going and things were looking right. Max felt like he was hitting shots and you felt like, yeah, there was going to be back and forth and runs and you're going to have to close the game out. But ultimately you were, competing at a level at a playoff level against a playoff competitive team. And then everything came to a screeching halt. And now 
you got to go to Toronto. You got to go to New York. You got to play Dallas at home. Then you go to Detroit, Philadelphia, Washington with Orlando at home. So um, you have winnable games also. But again, we talked about this team all of a sudden stumbling their way like a drunk guy stumbling around. Um, all of a sudden finds himself uh, in the right position. And they were like in the sixth spot and they were within striking distance of the five Brady. And all of a sudden now uh, they are going to end up, um, you know, really having to hustle their ass off to not be the seven seed. And we really wanted to avoid the play in. And this was the game that really could have made them had the ability to control that destiny. And they blew it. Final thoughts from you as we close. Uh, I mean, immediate thoughts from what you just said. I just heard you say winnable games. And I'm thinking to myself, I don't know what a winnable game is for this team. Like it, I look around and I'm like, every game they play when they You're play right. these type of, of teams, I'm like, I, I'm almost more scared when I hear winnable game. But uh, in terms of thoughts on this game, like I feel like I, I, I never thought from what I saw in that first half that we'd be sitting here talking about defense this often of how like how it looked like of how good the offense looked like I, I don't want to just blow past how this game actually went in terms of the shot making like I thought their process offensively was really good mm-hmm. uh, I thought Max Struess getting a role player and your specialist to play like that and losing a game by almost 30 is wild to me like the fact that a guy starts like nine for nine and has 20 points in 10 minutes uh, and I thought their best players were their best players early in the game like I thought Jimmy was attacking I thought Bam was playing his role well Tyler was obviously kind of getting into a shot making range. So it was like all the things you wanted to see early in the game, you were like, man, we are really seeing this. Like, okay, they're prepared. And then it's like, like I said before, they just hit a wall. Like it just continually happens. So as much as I talk about the defense, it also hurts when you play, what was it? 10 minutes of third quarter and you have six points. So like, <laughs> who do you think? Sorry. No, continue. Sorry. I interrupted you and I shouldn't have. No, I was I was just gonna say the inconsistencies of this team is striking. But I figure, you, are you gonna? What were we gonna ask about the? What do you think is the reason for the off the offense falling off like that? Um. Well, I mean, if you have an answer to that question, I, I have all ears does. because I like I was asked that on playback, and I'm like, y'all, I think that I know the answer to this question. They need to make more shots. That was my answer. No, what I wanted to ask you was is like when it falls off a cliff like that. Because I immediately just as I peeked at Twitter before we started doing this show and I've stayed off Twitter during playback and, you know, it's like such a more healthy watching experience. Shout out to playback because I stay engaged and don't look at the timeline. But the little bit that I did, people were getting ugly towards Bam Adebayo's offensive game tonight. But I feel like when the offense falls off a cliff like this, it's not just Bam, right? So I wanted to ask you, um, what was the biggest culprit, the single biggest culprit to that fall off? Like, not why did it happen, but like, as you watched it, was it Bam not being aggressive? Was it just a team thing in, in totality? Was it something Jimmy wasn't doing? What, you know, just in general, was there any one thing that you could kind of point to that, that would even make sense of it as to why it just became literally like there was a lid on the basket? Yeah, it's strange because I said before when I said about them being too cute, I think the reason I said that is because when they start seeing perimeter shots falling specifically, like we know what they can do. Bam leads the league in the paints in the point range. Uh, or here, there I go with that phrase again. I said paints in the point, I think. Points in the paint. Uh, 
Jimmy Butler, obviously, what he can do inside the lane. But the, when they start like leaning into perimeter shots, they fall in love with it. And it's like, I, I feel like you get those flashes of you're like, oh, this looks like last season. But the Heat themselves, the players, they say to themselves, this feels like last season. And they start falling into the same shot profile, it feels yeah. like, where this team is not that team. It, it's just not. Like, the profile is different. As much as we could sit here and say, well, oh, the uh, the players are the same. They ran it back. and it, This is not the same offense in general. Uh, so I just feel like the, the falling in love with those shots. I was just looking at some of the third quarter uh, shot attempts. I think it was Jimmy was three of six in the third quarter. Uh, you had Bam was one of two, so he wasn't kind of getting shots. So Tyler was two of four. You had Gabe was over three. I still think the point guard play there, they're going to need a little, they still need more from Gabe with what the, the inconsistencies there is, is tough to overlook. Like as much as we talk about their best players, I'm looking at this and I see Kevin Love and Gabe Vincent, like the inconsistencies of them offensively in these games. It's like, we can blame their three main guys, but it's also like they just need a little push from some two of their five starters. Like that's what it feels like some of the time. But uh, like like I said, Jimmy had three of, was had six of shot, uh, shot attempts in the third, but it felt like it, it got away from him a little bit. I, I don't know if you felt like that too in the third quarter, but for me, it's I like did. I almost felt like he needed to push a little bit more to just kind of dictate a little bit more. It feels like like I, I don't like when because like I said, the perimeter shooting when it starts rolling and they start falling in love with that. That gets further and further away from Jimmy. And I know he likes it because he always says, Oh, we want to get the shooters the ball. We want to get them a shots up. We want to do this. But it's like, no, you're Jimmy Butler. Like, and you need to keep uh kind of a focus on what your base is. And your base is at this point, kind of Jimmy Butler dictating getting in the lane, bam, getting into certain sets. So even you know, Tyler working down inside the lane. It's like as even if you're shooting 86% from three, yeah, you could live with it until it hits that wall, but you better. Once it hits that wall, you better be prepared to fully go back to your plan. Like you cannot consistently fall in love with it. So uh, in terms of just the third quarter itself, like that's kind of where I resolve around it. But it's like, uh, I'm not too worried about Jimmy specifically, like taking the reins, because as we know, I think he can do that. Yeah, he, he can do that at any point, like that. We're not afraid of that happening, but it's more about, I guess, noticing shot profile and not letting it get away from you too quickly. Yeah. And also like, Max was hitting for a large part of the game. So like, there's also a part of it as you're like playing a game and you have a feel for it, even though Max maybe didn't, you know, go off in the second half very much. You still think like he has a ch chance at making shots because, you know, like just a few minutes ago in re in you know, relative times, um, he was making everything. So it's just, a, it was a weird game. Jimmy, uh, I thought finished in, in weird fashion. So did Bam, the entire team, um, just ultimately they lost focus and that has been just the calling card, the inconsistency Brady hit on it. We can't run from it. This team is inconsistent and I don't know how they fix that now. Um, I just wanted to throw in one quick thing before I know we're finishing up here, but just when we were talking about the defense as well, the other thing that sticks out to me is the fact that how does a team have six turnovers? Like they, the Nets only had six turnovers in this game. And as much as we talk about defense, it's like when you talk about like in your grill defense and in rotationally being there, closeouts being there and everything like, yeah, the Nets hit shots, but like this heat defense early in the season when they were top five was all on turnovers. And I was not just going to say, it's not because they're like getting points off them either. It's just, they're getting extra possessions here. So it's like six turnovers you're forcing. That is like incredibly not Miami. Heat. That means your game plan's not working because like the whole defense and then like some of the offense, quite frankly, is kind of predicated on 
mm-hmm. getting the turnovers and getting some stuff that allows you to get easier baskets. I'm using all those stuff in relative terms because nothing is easier than those beautiful fast breaks of the big three era. I'm not talking about that kind of basketball, but at least if you're forcing turnovers, that's back to the identity identity of the team. They continue to lose very costly games. This was as costly a game as they could have lost on their home floor. So as said on a, a recent uh, song that I like yesterday, Today's price is not today's price. The price of today's loss was a big one. Thank you to Prize Picks, A Aggressive Insurance, Water Cleanup of Florida, Brady Hawk for joining me. We will have you covered for the next Miami Heat game. Uh, go Hurricanes. Uh, they are uh, wrapping up the tournament here, so I am excited for that. Uh, thank you for joining us. Good night. Thank you for listening to the Five on the Floor on the Five Regional Sports Network.